Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And this is our number two of The Rob Carson Show, back from uh, the break over Thanksgiving. Have a lot to be thankful for. I hope that you do as well. Uh, coming up next hour, Brianna Lyman. She's a daily caller contributor and also hosts a, a podcast called The Facts. She's amazing. Uh, very, uh, always has uh, great things to say uh, about things political. So we'll talk to her uh, next hour. Thanksgiving food prices soar up to 60% in Biden's America. I noticed that. Uh, canned cranberries were up 60%. Pumpkins went up 30%. White russet potatoes went up 14%. Gas is down from uh, what it was, what Joe Biden made it, which was 100% more than it was. Uh, where I was in the just under $2 uh, still, or no, just under $3, I should say. Still a dollar above uh, when uh, Donald Trump was president. So uh, Biden's poll numbers are sliding while Trump's climbing. It's because people are realizing and know that, uh, you know, there's no... Everybody gets it, okay? Everybody gets it. Everybody knows that everything that is said in the mainstream media is a lie, about Joe Biden. Everything that is positive about Biden and his administration is a lie. And everything that they report about Donald Trump and his uh, illegality and all that is also a lie. And by the way, it's been that way well, pretty much since Donald Trump ran for office. So not a big deal. It's just people are beginning to recognize how terrible things are in the country with Joe Biden as president. That's it. Because, uh, you know, I can't imagine what it's like right now making 50 grand and coming home with 32, 34, and then your rent, uh, you know, is a thousand bucks or 1500 or $2,000 a month. That's 24,000 and then groceries and utilities and all that. Are you kidding me? So people are really, 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 really suffering. And consequently, uh, Joe, Donald Trump's, uh, or I should say Joe Biden's approval rating has dropped pretty dramatically. Uh, 38% is upside down. He is 60% disapproval. And it's all because he's doing a terrible job. That's all. He's just doing a terrible job as a president. He's, he's worse than Jimmy Carter. I know, I know. Hard to believe, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Seven border crossing, uh, crossers, all from Venezuela, were arrested in the sanctuary state of Illinois over the Thanksgiving holiday for shoplifting from various stores, allegedly. Uh, the first incident, days before Thanksgiving, saw 18-year-old Nikas Yemily Salazar, 23-year-old Alexander Martinez Lima, each charged with a count of felony retail theft after shoplifting Christmas items from Hobby Lobby in Deerfield, Illinois. Didn't they just uh, offer uh, 100,000 Venezuelans uh, work visas in the country? And, and didn't we also know that Joe Biden, and it was reported that, that uh, Argent, or, uh, Venezuela was actually releasing its prisoners to come to America? As Joe Biden sends, uh, well, buys oil from him to keep him in power? Yeah, it's actually happening. So what's happening when these, uh, these folks come over here? Well, they're stealing because they don't know the language. They don't have any skills, and a lot of them are criminals. 
Yeah. Two Venezuelan border crossers entered the Hobby Lobby, loaded $900 worth of Christmas items into their shopping carts. The pair had been pushing the shopping carts to a nearby hotel. Elmhurst, Illinois, 37-year-old and a 33-year-old, newly arrived from Venezuela, were arrested, each charged with felony burglary, a count of retail theft. That's not very, uh, you know, that, that, you know, you got all these Democrats saying they just want to come here and they want to, uh, you know, live the American dream and everything. Why, why would they come here and steal? Right? Isn't this about people who just want to come here and work? Yeah. DuPage County prosecutors, three more border crossers, uh, shoplifted from a coal store, $500 worth of items. November 24th, they recovered a large magnetic device on uh, Ledesma Zapata, used to get around anti-theft technology. So they came from uh, Venezuela, and they brought their anti-theft magnets with them. This is funny. This is funny. And here's Victor Davis Hanson, one of my favorite uh, just uh, thought leaders, uh, talking about the audacity of people coming here, uh, protesting against uh, the United States, like literally saying death to America, death to Israel, or, or coming here to steal just in time for the holidays. Victor Davis Hanson, if I can get it to, uh, if I can get it to play. Are my computers being weird? Of course. Here we are. <clears throat> Okay, I'm going to have to play it in another. Really there we go. That when Americans look at guests in our country, whether on st student visas or first-generation immigrants that have come over, they've all fled tyranny and repression abroad in the Middle East, and they repay the magnanimity of the United States by doing what, Lisa? By, for the first time, disrupting an iconic event like the Thanksgiving parade, or tearing down American flags on Veterans Day, or trying to stop Americans from shopping. And they think that's going to win uh, sympathy from them. And when they protest, they're in direct opposition and antithesis to people who protest for Israel. Which side wears masks? Which side tears yeah. down uh, flags of yeah. America? Which side defaces property? Which side intimidates people? Which side gets arrested? And which side doesn't? Yeah, which side is kind of tired of all this crap? Well, this side right over here. Yeah, my side. The one that got kicked off of Twitter for saying a guy who was threatening Israeli protesters, positive uh, people uh, protesting for Israel, for peace, uh, and all that, who was berated. And I suggested he get a beatdown. And I got booted off Twitter because of that. I just said a beatdown. Meanwhile, he's chanting, you know, from the uh, river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Kill all the Jews, blah, blah, blah. That's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. And then I told you about this in, uh, in uh, uh, Ypsilanti, Michigan. There were these uh, pro-Palestinian mob, and they were saying cancel Christmas until uh, there's a permanent ceasefire. Here's a little bit of that. And, and good luck with trying to cancel my Christmas, because you're going to get a big old cancel yourself. We have the petition going for that. We have to help for that. But we've got to keep pressuring. We're not going to stop. Come December 5th, 7 p.m. to Ypsilanti City Council. And we've got to keep the fight. Yeah, to cancel Christmas, they're going to cancel Christmas. So like I said, bring that, bring that here. Please bring that to, uh, to lovely Kansas City, uh, Kansas, or Missouri, and, and say that. And you're going to get a little what for. And you deserve a little what for, because you know what? Uh, you are not in the position to demand anything. 
All right? It's like these uh, high school students in Queens. A bunch of these uh, high school, they wanted a, woman, a teacher uh, fired. Hundreds of radicalized kids rampaged through the hall of Queens High School this week for nearly two hours after they discovered a teacher had attended a pro-Israel rally, forcing the terrified educator to hide in a locked office. Huh, forcing a Jew to hide. Well, that's kind of, I think that happened a long time ago. Yeah, better hide behind that bookcase there. Mm-hmm. Uh, hid in a locked office as the teen mob tried to push its way into her classroom. The mayhem at Hillcrest High School in Jamaica unfolded after 11 o'clock on uh, Monday, last Monday, in what students call a pre-planned protest over the teacher's Facebook profile photo showing her at a pro-Israel rally in Queens holding up a poster, I Stand with Israel. Um, let me just say this real quick. Every one of the kids involved in this, uh, their asses need to be booted out of school, and some of them need to go to jail for it. 100%. You're not in the position to demand anything. I say this to all students uh, who do this nonsense. You're not in a position to demand anything. Is your uh, uh, opinion uh, not valuable at times? Oh, well, of course, of course. But also, I might mention that you are not in a position to demand anything, whether that be a, a, a ceasefire between Israel and Gaza, whether that be uh, whether your 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 best friend can become a boy, uh, you know, and, and get uh, transgender treatment by uh, the, the guidance counselor and the school nurse and all that. You're not in a position to demand a damned thing. And this also includes people here who are on student visas and people who are in our country who are not citizens who go out and commit acts of violence and go to uh, Christmas celebrations and saying that Christmas will be canceled until there is a ceasefire. You're not in a position to demand a damned thing. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you stick a bullhorn in my face, you're going to get it right back. Right back in your face. You're not in a position to demand anything. You have to earn it. You have to be a citizen. And you also have to have some life experience. And you also have to be a productive member of the society. Yeah, there's all that. There's all that. Pro-Palestinian protesters dragged a burning Israeli flag down a New York City street as they warned supporters days are numbered. Yeah. Pro-Palestinian protests took a chilling turn Saturday as hundreds of demonstrators packed Columbus Circle, at one point dragging a burning Israeli flag and uh, issuing a chilling warning to those who support Israel. Your days are numbered. Bring that to my small town, please, at my pro-Israel rally. We'll see how far that gets you. Yeah. Uh, roughly 300 demonstrators started at Columbus Circle. 2 p.m. marched up the west side of the American Museum of Natural History. They flooded into the shops at Columbus Circle, chanting, bombs are dropping while you're shopping, prompting store orders to quickly uh, run out to shut their doors. Yeah. You're not in a position to demand anything, and it's time you and me said no to this nonsense. Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, the White House is not saying anything about these violent protests. Kamala Harris is saying that they're just students that just have in their way. They want to do another summer of 2020. Except for this time, we can't and we won't let it happen. How about that? How about that? Yeah. Donald Trump says this isn't going to end well. Trump makes chilling prediction after zero Americans were freed in the first days of Israel-Hamas hostage deal. Yeah, yeah, they freed a bunch of, uh, a bunch of other hostages. 
they they traded like uh, 41 hostages for I think 130 Palestinians 150 150 Palestinians so uh, uh, Israel, I guess, already bending over for the uh, the terrorists and freeing 150 Palestinians, uh, about 41 um, uh, hostages, one American. One American. You know why? Because America is weak right now. We have a president whose brain doesn't work. That's really what it's all about. Yeah. Here's Joe Biden. One, one by the way, one American four-year-old little girl, she got released. So uh, uh, praise Hamas for their graciousness in allowing this four-year-old girl to return home uh, where she'll be raised by a foster family or her grandparents because Hamas also murdered her parents right in front of her eyes. Yeah, murdered them both. The last thing she saw of her parents, them being murdered. Who knows what they were doing to mom? But, uh, you know, uh, praise Allah for Hamas and their wonderful, wonderful graciousness in releasing the daughter of the parents they murdered. Yeah, that's pretty nice. So there is that. Donald Trump warned that uh, Israel Hamas uh, ceasefire agreement not going to end well, accusing negotiators of making bad deals, pointing out no Americans have been released. And then there's this. This is really funny. Sky News did this uh, report. There was a reporter in Sky News, and she said that uh, basically uh, it was a bad deal because by giving so many Hamas members and Palestinians um, uh, freedom, uh, versus, you know, fewer Israelis. It means that we were cheapening the value of Palestinian life. This was actually on um, on uh, Sky News. Listen to this question. This is just. I was speaking to a hostage negotiator this morning. He made the comparison between the fifty hostages hostages that Hamas has promised yeah. um, promised to release, as opposed to the one hundred and fifty prisoners that are Palestinians. Now, to me, that would be like I don't know, giving six billion dollars for five uh, American. Americans held by the Iranian government uh, and also six uh, of their terrorists like we did. That's that's the, what I do is, oh, here we go again. These are libtards doing stupid things when it comes to negotiating. But this woman didn't put two and two together. That Israel has said that it will release. And he made the comp comparison between the numbers and the fact that does Israel not think that Palestinian lives are valued as highly? Her question is, by trading 150 terrorists for 50 uh, hostages, does that mean that Israel doesn't value Palestinian lives as much as it does Israeli lives? Lives are valued as highly as Israeli lives. That is an astonishing accusation. <laughs> If we could release one prisoner for every one hostage, yes. we would obviously do that. We are operating in horrific circumstances. We're not choosing to release these prisoners who have blood on their hands. We are talking about people who have been convicted of stabbing and shooting attacks. Notice the question of proportionality doesn't interest Palestinian supporters when they are able to get more of their prisoners out. But really, it is outrageous to suggest that the fact that we are willing to release prisoners who are convicted of terrorism offenses, more of them than we are getting our own innocent children back, somehow suggests that we don't care about Palestinian lives. Really, that's a disgusting accusation. Oh, yeah, it's, it's really. Uh, but that's just your mainstream media, isn't it? All right, so we're going to move on. I've got a, I've got a lot of things that are uh, I think you'll find quite entertaining, uh, including uh, DEI is dying, even though Target has a gay nutcracker. We'll get to that <laughs> in a few. 800-922-6680. Uh, this is The Rob Carson Show.
If the left tells you to quiet down, get louder. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. I uh, posted the opening monologue that I did on Rumble, and I have shared the link on Get Her on Truth Social. I'll put it on LinkedIn. I can't put it on uh, Twitter because this morning Twitter uh, suspended my account for 24 hours. Said that uh, violent pro Hamas protesters deserve a beatdown. Yeah, so, and I stick by that actually. I, I honestly, I do. I do. A defensive beatdown is, is going to be necessary uh, if, if somebody pulls this on you. Because honestly, I'm not, I'm not going to let Hamas, I'm, gonna let, I'm not going to let uh, this government ruin my life. I'm not going to let them take away my ability to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, and they're doing their level best to do that. If you look at the economy, you look at Christmas, we got 60% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, which means what? It means 60% of Americans really can't afford Christmas. It does. It does. And, uh, I mean, I'm sorry if you're in that situation. I've been there. It's awful. So I'm not going to let the left ruin my holiday. And if they attempt to, I will defend it vociferously. How's that sound? Pretty fancy. (sighs) <sighs> oh, this is good. PNC has shuttered 19 branches in a single week. U.S. Bank, J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America also closing locations. That's, that's pretty crazy, isn't it? In October, Huntington filed to close 26 locations across the Midwest. Uh, we, I've got to drive now five miles to a Commerce Bank location because they sold the one near, or, uh, shut down the one near my house. Uh, this year alone, 1,144 national and regional banks were closed between January 1st and July 31st in 49 states. Maybe you uh, might want to consider, I don't know, diversifying your portfolio. Maybe you ought to consider buying precious metals they can't take from you and manipulate and, uh, you know, have your bank account information and all of that. That's why I deal with Swiss America. That's why maybe you should give them a call, learn about diversifying your portfolio, learn about investigating, investing some of your money in, uh, in gold or silver. Yeah, A-plus rating from the BBB. You can get their uh, shocking report, The Secret War on Cash. Maybe it'll help explain why all these banks are closing. Major bank closings and branches. Here you got to do, you just got to text or call this number. Write it down. 800-289-2646. 800-289-2646. This is an all-out war on cash, digital forms of currency. It's growing every day. And you can learn more about it. You can also go to their website. It's SwissAmerica.com slash Carson if it's a little easier to remember. So, again, it's 800-289-2646. Use my name, Carson. Or you can go to SwissAmerica.com slash Carson to learn more about it. And if you're not worried, then, you know, you're oblivious. I mean, honestly, there are a lot of things that, uh, that are oblivious. Star comedian has seen enough. I've seen this guy, Theo Vaughn. He's a young guy. He's uh, probably 30-ish or so. And, uh, you know, kind of, he looks like uh, uh, an extra in the movie Slapshot. <laughs> he's got this mullet kind of going there. But he's very, he's very uh, blue-collar, pretty funny guy. So I interview uh, Tucker Carlson and all that. And he says the obvious uh, to Joe Biden has dementia. He's seen enough. And everybody knows Joe Biden has dementia. It's, it's a joke. It's laughable at this point. 
Uh, this is uh, Ronnie Jackson. He was the presidential physician uh, during Barack Obama's presidency and Donald Trump's presidency. He's now a member of Congress. Well, it's happening quickly, Sean. And like you said, I've taken care of actually three presidents. I was also there during the Bush administration, uh -huh. so I know firsthand what it takes to be the commander-in-chief and the head of state. Uh, it, it's a grueling job, both mentally and physically. This man can't do the job. He's proven to us every single day that he can't do the job. Yeah. You know, uh, but this is going to get worse. I've been saying this since he was candidate. Yeah, dementia doesn't get better. I just I speak from experience because I've had a lot of family members that I've watched. Joe Biden, I saw it early on, and like you said, I wasn't making it. Sure, you have too. You're not being fooled. Diagnosis, but I said something's going on here. This man's got cognitive issues related yeah. to his age. It's just continued to get worse. And I did this the other day. I went back and I looked. I'm kind of tired of this crap too. Getting gaslit for believing and knowing that Joe Biden is uh, mentally impaired. Uh, <laughs> Joe Scarborough, you got to hear what he said yesterday or Friday or whatever the hell it was about. Uh, he, he's going to be, his career's going to be over when Joe Biden's out of office because he has bedded down with the left so much. And MSNBC ain't going to be around much longer either. I don't predict. Got to turn him off. Brianna Lyman, she's going to be this hour, not next hour. She's coming up next. I think you'll find it enjoyable. This Hey guys, it's Carson. You know, everybody knows the next medical crisis just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's where the wellness company comes in. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust and their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z -Pak. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID, even a bioweapon like a plague, the Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics on hand to make sure you and your family are safe from whatever the globalists throw at us next. Go to www.twc.health slash Carson. Again, twc.health slash Carson today and order. That's twchealth slash Carson and use the promo code Carson to save 10%. John Carl with a K on uh, ABC This Week interviewed Ro Khanna, member of Congress. They've changed the name. It was a pause. Then it became a permanent ceasefire, and now it's a what? It's a, it's a lasting ceasefire. Listen here. Now, we, we've had this pause. We're now halfway through it, four-day pause. It may be extended if there's a lease of more. You had opposed the idea of a permanent ceasefire. Do you still oppose the idea of a permanent ceasefire? No, I think we need a lasting ceasefire now. Uh, okay, so it's, now, <laughs> it's a lasting ceasefire. I mean, honestly. Well, you know that Democrats are losing the argument when they change the words like they did with, uh, you know, pro-abortion. They made it pro-choice. That's the way they roll. So clearly, uh, the the ceasefire not popular. So they're going to call it a a lasting ceasefire, not a permanent ceasefire, and certainly not a pause. Brianna Lyman is on the Newsmax hotline. She is a reporter for the Daily Caller, hosts the Facts, and she's awesome. And we are so glad to have her. Uh, Brianna, welcome to the show. How you doing today? I'm doing good, Rob. How are you? I'm good. So now it's a uh, it's a what a lasting pause. Is that what it is? Why why do you suppose they're changing the vernacular on the ceasefire in uh, in Gaza? 
That's a great question. You know, I think what the problem is, is that obviously all these world leaders, you know, you can't really trust the terrorist organization to stick to the uh, the specifications set out in a official ceasefire. So they keep doing a pause because that way when Hamas, which they will eventually, I mean, they broke this ceasefire on October 7th. When they break this, this pause, they won't say, oh, well, they broke a ceasefire. They'll be like, oh, well, they're just resuming the fighting. And that sounds a little bit better. <laughs> It is. Uh, it is to me. It's remarkable. Uh, we saw the uh, the prisoner swap uh, over the weekend. It was uh, four. I guess forty one uh, prisoners of Hamas exchange for one hundred and fifty one terrorists. I'm I'm still trying to get my head around that, but it doesn't really surprise me considering that Joe Biden, uh, the Biden administration, presumably uh, involved in some way, shape, or form, and they are the history of making terrible trades, including billions of dollars to Iran uh, in exchange for uh, for prisoners. Um, where do you suppose that came from, and what do you think of the uh, the release of the hostages and the corresponding ceasefire pause? Well, I think President Biden has done a, an awful job. I mean, this is the worst American hostage crisis since, what, 1979? And this yeah, is how our yeah. president responds, where he says that he's not sure when the hostages will be released. He doesn't know where some of them are. I mean, this was truly embarrassing for the United States. And when it comes to the hostages, you know, I, the mainstream media has done such a disgusting job of portraying what's going on. I mean, you had Reuters called them 13 Israeli uh, soldiers. We're talking about civilians, but they called them soldiers. They later took it down and corrected it. And then you have the New York Times refer to this one woman, this Palestinian woman, who was kept in an Israeli jail, not because she was just, you know, kidnapped, like they want you to believe, but because she detonated a car bomb meant to kill Israelis. And they just called her a Palestinian prisoner. And so when you have this type of rhetoric going on where you're trying to make some moral equivalency between freeing innocent Israeli civilians to Palestinian terrorists, that is where the problem lies because that sways public perception. And that public perception then goes on to the voting polls, right? You hear all the, all the, uh, the uh, opposition to President Biden, right? He apologizes to Muslim leaders for not taking the word of Hamas. That happened because there is this giant public opposition that is created by the mainstream media. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of these uh, protests going on in New York City. There were uh, protests, I contended, from the very first day after the hospital bombing lie that uh, this was bought and paid for by the left. This is uh, essentially what I would consider to be another summer of 2020. The It's the same group of people. It's a different cause triggered by another falsehood. Uh, the murder of George Floyd, which was actually an overdose, we're discovering that, uh, was a lie. So was uh, uh, Trayvon Martin, that was built on a lie, uh, and now we know that that hospital bombing is built on a lie, and of course our government, including Kamala Harris, isn't saying anything about the uh, the violent nature of these protests. Uh, do you think that uh, we're headed down that road again, Brianna, or do you think the American people's eyes are opened with regard to uh, these violent protests going on in liberal bastions around America? Honestly, that is a big concern of mine right now. You know, I live in New York, and I'm seeing the protests. I'm scared to go out. I mean, when there's been protests, I purposely will not go out because I'm not going to keep my mouth shut, but I also don't want to get beat up on the streets of New York because the cops aren't doing anything. And a lot of people oftentimes will say, you know, well, the police do the best job protecting us. They really don't. I hate to say it. I'm a big supporter of our police force. But in the NYPD, I mean, look, I know it comes down from the top, but they are not doing a job protecting the citizens. And, you know, we've seen them take over Times Square. Uh, we've seen them 
you know, vandalize different buildings, all in support of, you know, Palestine, which Palestine, what is Palestine? Because the United States State Department surely doesn't recognize Palestine, right? So that's, that's the overarching looming question. But I've, one video stuck out to me in particular, and that was when a Palestinian protester ripped down the American flag to put up the Palestinian flag. And right there and then, I think it lends credence to the idea that there is a replacement going on in the United States, and not of just of people, because we are a melting pot. We love everybody coming here, but you have to embrace American ideals. The replacement theory is replacing core American values, and that is loving your country first. That is patriotism. And so even if we don't see the big riots that we saw back in 2020, you are seeing a sway in society among the youth towards an anti-American culture, and that's far more dangerous than, than physical damage. You uh, you live in New York, uh, and, and I've seen uh, New York. I, I The first time I visited New York was right after the COVID nonsense. People were still, uh, were still wearing the masks. Uh, the last time I went, there were people urinating on sidewalks. There were homeless people wandering around. The smell of pot uh, completely immersing you everywhere you go. Uh, and now you've got these, uh, these protests going on. Do you suppose that the spirit that uh, lifted New York from 9-11 is still there uh, and just kind of waiting? Or are you concerned that uh, New York is gone? That spirit has gone to Florida, North Carolina, Texas. Like We have seen go. such a mass there you go. Of, yeah. of, of those people. So if, if Florida has that spirit, New York unfortunately doesn't because it's populated by a bunch of left-leaning borderline socialists, not even borderline. Some of them are just outwardly socialists. Um, and I don't think, because, you know, you saw the Osama bin Laden video trending on TikTok and these social media platforms. They're justifying a terrorist attack that claimed 3,000 American lives in Manhattan. If you would have done that 20 years ago, you probably would have been punched out on the street. But now there's a space for you in the public square to say something as ludicrous as that. So we don't have that spirit anymore. New Yorkers absolutely would not have the same spirit they had after 9-11 today. Yeah. Let me ask you, uh, the, it looks like 2,500 New York police officers are leaving the force. They're done. Uh, people don't want to become police officers. Does that, I would assume, that has you even more concerned, hearing that headline and seeing how this, uh, this mayor you have is uh, essentially a, a complete moron. I'll just say it. I think he's a complete moron. Uh, what, do, what do you think about th- that in the state of New York with all these police officers saying, I'm done? That, that's why people are leaving. You know, you go into Walgreens, I go into Dwayne Reed down the street, and all of the items that I need are locked. We're talking detergent is locked up. And instead of locking up the criminals, we're just locking up the items. And that is a policy problem. And when it comes to the police, and like I said before, from the top down is where the problem lies. You, the, the, the police chiefs need to put their foot down. If they're going to take public backlash, I'd rather take public backlash for keeping criminals off the street than take public backlash when girls are getting you know, sucker punched on the street, right? When, when a man is getting stabbed on the street by someone who's crazy and homeless, right? I'd rather take that backlash than take the backlash of, oh, police are not being nice. Um, and, you know, this all rose out of, if you think back to Eric Garner, you know, that's somebody who did not, should not have lost his life. But that's when a lot of the anti-police sentiment really began to kind of fluster, uh, you know, foster in the in the uh, city. And for some reason, we've like over overcorrected our approach, right? Rather than just fixing a few of the issues we saw, we've decided to just completely revamp the way we see policing, and that we don't want to see policing anymore.
Yeah, well, it's it's going to become uh, it's going to reach critical mass. I think this this holiday season. Also, I, I would mention you've got a homeless uh, crisis now uh, exacerbated by illegals coming there. The mayor of New York not addressing the real problem, which is the southern border. Just asking for more money from the federal government to uh, further inconvenience New Yorkers. It, it really is remarkable to me. But let's switch gears. I want to ask you this because I respect you as a uh, as a political pundit. Um, what do you think is the reason? behind Fox highlighting a debate between Ron DeSantis, who is now in fourth place in both polls, and Gavin Newsom, who's not running for president officially at all. Why, why is Fox doing this? <laughs> Your answer would be as good as mine. Donald Trump, is, <laughs> Donald Trump is obviously polling number one, and Ron DeSantis, he doesn't even fall within 20 points. You know, if, this, if Ron DeSantis is polling within five percentage points of Donald Trump, you could understand that you could say, look, with all of Donald Trump's legal problems, plus DeSantis's, you know, super close proximity to him in the polls, this could possibly make sense if he's a backup candidate. He's not the backup candidate. I mean, Vivek Ramaswamy does better than Ron DeSantis in some polls, and we don't see him going up against Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom, on the other hand, on the stage, does make sense, because we do know that there are there's, you know, these little whispers about whether Joe Biden is capable of running for another term, whether or not he's going to drop out, all that good jazz. But this does remind me in part, you know, Fox News and all these other bigger media outlets, do they want to put it in for DeSantis? Do they want to get Trump out? They should have posted a debate between Donald Trump and Gavin Newsom. Yeah, well, to me, it's very obvious that that's the ticket they want. Now, they started promoting this over a month ago. So I believe they, it's kind of like if you, if you haven't, I haven't seen the movie Citizen Kane in a very long time, but, uh, but Citizen Kane was the kind of, a, he was supposed to be William Randolph Hearst, kind of a, a metaphor for that. And he ran for office and he was summarily defeated because he thought spending a lot of money and looking good was enough. And to me, that's what Gavin Newsom is. Gavin Newsom is Citizen Kane. I don't think he's going to win. What do you think is going to happen, though? I mean, I, I, I'm serious. I, I think I don't think Biden's going to be the candidate. He can't be. His brain's not working. He's 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 not going to be at this uh, big. Uh, uh, climate meeting in Dubai, which says to me either he wants to distance himself from the green agenda or he's just too old and sick and demented to make it. But what do you what do you see happening as far as the presidential race? And I know this is asking a lot because it's bizarro world right now. What do you think, Brianna Lyman? What do you think? Well, I, I would hope that for the American public, if Joe Biden is going to make that decision to not, you know, continue another four terms, he makes it after or before he is possibly reelected because obviously there is a very real concern that Biden will win if he does a year and then he steps down and Kamala Harris steps up. That is more scary than a Biden presidency. Um, do I think that Biden will step down in the near future? No, because his team has been very steadfast that he's capable, that he's willing to do so. And I don't think Gavin Newsom necessarily would draw the same appeal. I think he is too left leaning, and I think that's what Democrats are worried about. You know, they don't want to just kick Biden out now because he'll still appeal to some old school Democrats. Gavin Newsom, he's not going to. So they're playing a really tricky balance game here. Do they kick Biden out early or do they let Biden win election if he does, do a year and then tell him get out? Did you uh, get a chance to see the uh, the reaction, uh, the crowd at the Clemson, South Carolina game that the media is trying to paint as Donald Trump being booed when it was a raucous applause like uh, you saw at the uh, MMA fight the other night with Tucker Carlson? Did you did you get a chance to check out some of the uh, the uh, well and then 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 Biden and then uh, Joe Biden in his uh, little uh, uh, you know his vacation getting uh, getting challenged by Palestinian protesters? What do you have to say about the 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 disparate treatment of the candidates uh, at the game and at the tree lighting in, in uh, New England. 
it's the same thing we've seen over the past few years. I mean, you don't even have to take just the, the reception that either president has seen. Think about, for instance, when you compare how the media covers their age. You know, MSNBC's Joe Scarborough, and I hate to say that I watch this, but I do for my job, but, you know, he said that Donald Trump's age is concerning. Donald Trump is not mentally fit to be office. This was last week. And this was the audacity to say that President Biden is, like, at the, the height of his mental capability and civility. So the difference in me, it was, honestly, it was so ludicrous. Uh, especially because it's not just Republicans who are questioning Biden's mental capacity, right? It's also Democrats, especially younger Democrats. And when you have this type of miscoverage between the media, one, this is what happened in 2020, right? They puffed Joe Biden up. They hid the Hunter Biden story. That affected the outcome of the 2020 election, and they're hoping to do it now. But I'm hopeful that a lot of people have kind of turned the news off and are just, you know, going to X and going to their own independent sources or going to Newsmax, you know? Yeah. Well, I think they are, Brianna, but I really greatly appreciate you joining us today. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving in New York. Uh, I think I'm going to be there in December. Perhaps we will bump elbows, uh, but I do wish you the very best. Uh, a happy holiday season to you and yours, but thanks for being on today. We appreciate it. Where can people find you on social media? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me, and I do hope to see you bumped in New York. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter. I'm Brianna Lyman, too. Or you can find me on Instagram, Brianna.Lyman. Lots of videos there. Now, do you like pizza? I mean, do you like New York pizza? Because I need, I need somebody who can really guide me and give me a real idea where I have to get a slice the next time I'm in New York, presumably in December. Rob, I am your girl for this. We will Boom. do a whole, a whole episode on pizza in New York. <laughs> All right, Brianna Lyman, have a glorious day. We'll talk again soon. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. That is a song made popular by the movie Guardians of the Galaxy. It's by the Raspberries. You know how I know that? Because I spent 20 years of my career in music radio. God bless America. I mean, if you are in music radio and you're at one of those stations that started uh, playing Christmas music in October, uh, you know, I don't blame you for going insane. Kind of like the guy at Disney. Did you hear about this? There's a guy at Disney World. He was at this uh, It's a Small World ride. You ever been on that ride? Uh, where you hear it's a small world, uh, a ad nauseum for about what seems to be hours, and, and when you leave, you have that stupid song in your head for a decade. Well, a guy uh, stripped naked and got into the water at the It's a Small World ride. I think it's kind of what happened like with airline passengers these days, being driven insane by the thought of terrorism after 9-11 and all that, and they start doing crazy stuff on airplanes because they've been driven insane. I think the It's a Small World ride drove somebody uh, to the point they just couldn't take it anymore, stripped off their clothes and went for a swim that's what i think anyway <laughs> it's just it's weird it's just weird yeah uh, target is sexualizing children for christmas they pride santa they didn't learn like santa needs to be gay right okay right like who cares? this is so insulting to gay people this is too gay for gay people even gay i've I talked to any of my gay friends they go oh yeah i mean santa doesn't need to be gay right why does santa need and the nutcracker i mean You know why I uh, I try to make things funny? Because sometimes you, you just need to laugh at stupidity. And, and for some reason, uh, somebody decided to do a, uh, a wooden nutcracker figurine uh, dressed in a blue and white jacket with rainbow lapels, uh, a rainbow flag, and, and holding a progress flag. So a gay nutcracker, uh, 
I think we all know what nutcrackers are for. Generally, you, you, you put your nuts in the mouth of the nutcracker and you chop it and then you, it releases the, the nuts. <clears throat> so you can have nuts. I, I, I don't need to write anything. It's kind of kind of obvious on this one, the uh, gay nutcracker. But you know, honestly, I'm so done with Target. Uh, just so done. Done, 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 done. Super done with Target. Uh, Santa doesn't need to be gay. Bert and Ernie were never gay. They just were roommates. I mean, honestly, I'm just so tired of this. Everybody's not gay. A very small percentage of Americans are gay. Love me some gay people. I do. They're great people. I don't even care. But I'll be gay. Get married. I mean, if you want to subject yourself to marriage like me and suffer the same crap that I've been through, then go for it. Get married. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's just stupid. It's just stupid. I think I'm going to save. I've, I've got a, a song that I did years ago that I want to share about uh, Christmas next hour. Um, but I do want to share uh, this. This is Joe Scarborough this weekend. Joe Biden is obviously in a cognitive decline. And here's Scarborough saying that Joe Biden is perfectly fine. This is amazing. I'm so glad you talked about marketing because uh, the crisis we're going through right now where the world could really spiral into World War III, but Listen it's not because a guy who's actually had 50 years of experience, it shows that... No, the reason why we're spiraling, spiraling toward World War III is because of Joe Biden and everybody knows it. Contrast between a guy obsessed with marketing his brand, a guy obsessed with gestures, a guy who... And bringing world peace, which he did, to the Middle East. Governed by gesture versus... <clears throat> Well, Joe Biden, who has 50 years of experience, 50 years of failure. And when a deal goes sideways on the hostages, he can pick up the phone. He can call. He can get it done. When he meets with President Xi in a critical meeting, he can actually they now there is going to be a point when Donald Trump is the president again, presumably that Joe Biden or Joe Scarborough will no longer be employed. And and I, I hope that happens very soon. Let's take a break and come back. It's a Rob Carson show. This is the Rob Carson show. And this, my friends, is our number three of the Rob Carson show. The number is eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. I uh, did post the opening monologue video of the show on uh, Getter and Truth Social and LinkedIn, all under Rob Carson Show. I can't do Twitter because Twitter suspended me for saying that a, a pro-Hamas demonstrator uh, who was yelling at Israeli protesters, peaceful protesters, uh, I said he deserved a beatdown. And so uh, Twitter decides that it's okay for you to say kill the Jews, gas the Jews. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. But me suggesting that a punk get his ass kicked uh, is not allowed. And I don't, by the way, I don't uh, uh, condone offensive violence. But defensive, oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you bring a fight to me, I, I'm going to hit you back. So, you know, I, honestly... I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic about the country as a great awakening. We saw it happen in the Netherlands. We've seen it now happen in Argentina. Two crazy-haired dudes with hot girlfriends, just like Donald Trump. <laughs> I don't know if they, actually the, uh, the Geertz in, uh, in uh, the Netherlands has a hot girlfriend. But uh, I know that the, uh, the guy in Argentina does, and he, uh, he kind of kicks butt. Crazy. Uh, I mean, his hair. It's, it's crazier than Donald Trump's. It's got like this. I don't even know what it is. It's like Elvis... 
uh, after a bender in Vegas, you waking up. That's <laughs> kind of that. So I, I'm, I'm optimistic. I am optimistic because they're doing everything. The left is doing what they have uh, said they do. They die like movie vampires. They are scratching and clawing uh, as they are uh, watching their agenda fall apart. Absolutely fall apart. In a, in a lot of ways. Did you realize that all this DEI crap is uh, is doing a face plant? Did you know that? It's happening all over the country. California judge ruled against mandatory DEI policies for faculty. This is uh, a California judge uh, issued a report that sides against California community college policies that require faculty to embrace diversity, equity, inclusion as part of their job. So Judge Christopher Baker recommended blocking California Community College's leaders and Kern Community College uh, District trustees from enforcing mandatory DEI, which is, by the way, uh, just uh, an attack on white guys. It is. That's what it is. It, it is. It's straight, straight white men. That's it. We are the enemy. We are the whatever. And, and, you know, we've been doing this forever, but this is the first time that a judge has said, you know what, I think we're kind of done. In his 44-page report, Baker rejected administrators' arguments that the DEI regulations are just suggestions. He says that they run contrary to the mandatory language of the regulation requires faculty demonstrate or well, whatever anyway. He's saying basically that now they force it and it's gone. It's gone. Um, conservative fury at Macy's is growing. The retailers accused of sidelining white straight men. Employees in the DEI push petition against a non-binary Thanksgiving Day parade also got 40,000 signatures. I did watch a little bit of the Macy's parade. I don't, I don't recall. I didn't watch enough of it to say it was overtly pro-transgender. But, uh, you know, I don't have kids to watch it with anymore. So it's really that kind of It's really not the same. And it really wasn't the same compared to when I was a kid. I used to really love uh, watching that uh, parade. But anyway, Macy's has sadly joined a long string of storied American companies that now prioritize racism over rights. Uh, legal Action Group pointed to Macy's documents. Press releases dating from 2019 showed it has tried to hire and promote more black, Hispanic, Native American, and Asian American managers and directors. Well, this is, uh, this is falling, um, falling on its face around the country. Uh, let me see. Corporate America's DEI showdown, the woke, the anti-woke bash, backlash against Target, Macy's, and Bud Light has rocked the diversity industry, but its policies persist under the radar. I suggested that if, if wherever you work, I don't care if it's a government job, if it's a regular job, if your employer tells you that you have to use uh, a different pronoun for every person who works there. So you've got a guy over here who's in the process of becoming a woman who wants to be called whatever the hell, you know, I don't even know what trans, whatever. There's, there's 61, uh, you know, uh, genders now. It's so stupid. It's, just, it's so stupid that uh, I just can't take it seriously. But unfortunately, I have to. But if you work in a company like that or, or a government agency like that, you go in and you change your pronouns every week. Make them as absurd as possible and stick by your guns. No matter what they say, you're making this into a joke. No, I'm not. I want to be called king. I want to be called royal. I want to be called, you know, whatever. Those are my pronouns. You've made up uh, cisgendered as a pronoun. Then I'm going to make up one too. It's king-like. That is my pronoun. I am like a king. I am like royalty. Every week, go in and do that. Change your pronoun. Wreck them. Make them look like the fools that they are. Because they are. They just are.
<clears throat> Here's a headline from uh, Newsmax. Cost of living squeeze is robbing Americans of 20% of their income. The inflation rate at a rate that we've not seen in 40 years. Obviously, I saw a turkey on sale the last week. I saw a turkey on sale. The lowest I saw was 99 cents a pound. Everything else is up. They use the turkey. They put it in the back of the store in a freezer. That's where they put the meat and the steak and all that stuff that they put on sale. So you'll walk by the sweet potatoes and the cranberry sauce. (laughs) I'm going out today. I'm going to go to Sam's Club. Because every year they have like these smoked turkeys that they sell for $40, right? There's like $35, $40 for a smoked turkey. And they got a whole freezer of them as of uh, Saturday. I went by there. And they're still the same price. They're going to cut them. And I'm going to go there and I'm going to buy. I'm going to get a little crazy. I'm going to get a little bit crazy. But anyway, um, four in ten voters in swing states said the U.S. economy is their number one issue. Of course it is. Can you believe that this government is trying to convince you, you, six out of ten of you who live paycheck to paycheck and can't afford Christmas this year, you, six out of ten or more, who, who've put uh, all of your, your bills and whatnot, you've maxed out your credit cards, you, six out of ten or, or whatever, who have more than one job, who, who have seen grocery prices, and i got to tell you, grocery prices are up more than, you know, 17% or whatever the government is saying. Uh, for instance, chicken breast used to be, when Donald Trump was the office, forever was $1.98. I know this. Dollar ninety-eight at Walmart used to go dollar ninety-eight boneless chicken breast, two ninety-eight on sale. That is a fifty percent increase. That's on sale, meaning that's been more than a fifty percent increase on that and other things. Bananas, you know, bananas are always cheap. Salmon is stupid expensive. Everything is stupid expensive. It now costs one hundred and twenty dollars to buy the same goods and services that a family could afford for a hundred dollars in twenty twenty. Housing affordability at its worst on record with rents up 20%, mortgages up 42%. Do you know how much since 2020, when when Donald Trump was in office, if you have a $500,000 mortgage, do you know how much more your interest payment per month is going to go up from then versus now where your interest rate is about 8%? Want to guess? $2,000 a month. $2,000 a month. According to Bloomberg, groceries have increased 25%. Electricity up 25%. Natural gas, 29%. Used cars, 35%. Auto insurance, 33%. Ground beef, 523 on average, up 34%. Restaurants, 32% more for burgers, 17% more for pizza, 23% for chicken dishes. Listen, I went to McDonald's yesterday, and I've been staying away from the processed food, but McDonald's is comfort food. My family has gone through a whole hell of a lot the last month, and I said, screw it. I'm going to get McDonald's. What do you guys want? So my son says, I'll I'll have a a quarter pound of a cheese and a McChicken, right? So the McChicken is two bucks, uh, two-something. But you know, uh, the quarter pound of cheese, you know what the quarter pound of cheese is now? Let me guess what a quarter pound of cheese is right now. A little quarter pound patty, cheeseburger, plain, onions, pickles, that's all that's on it. You're thinking three eighty nine? No, 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 no. Four eighty nine? Oh no, no, no. Five eighty nine? No, 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 no. Six eighty nine. Seven dollars for a little burger that comes in a little box. 
Uh, let me see. My wife's uh, fish. She she likes McDonald's filet mignon fish sandwich. I don't know what the hell it is on it, but she wanted this. Her her ultimate comfort food is McDonald's filet fish, which is now the size of a postage stamp. And for a uh, meal with a large fry, it's ten bucks. Ten dollars. <clears throat> I just had a cheeseburger. It was two dollars and twenty cents. <laughs> it is just crazy. It is just crazy. And, and the left knows it. The left knows it. They know that America is rejecting all of this nonsense. They know that they don't like Joe Biden. They know that Joe Biden is going to get keel hauled in the next election, provided they can't steal it, which is what they're they're uh, you know uh, attempting to do. And I've got details on that coming up. But uh, but this this is gonna as is you know I said this months and months ago. I said I said it during 2020. I said it's going things are going to get very weird and dangerous because the left doesn't want to get beaten. And then I said 2020 was 2020 because it was 2020. This year, I don't know what the hell to expect. I don't know if it's going to be a civil war. I don't know if there's going to be whatever. I don't think there's going to be a civil war. But there's going to be some stuff coming down the pike. we got an open southern border. We've got a man in the White House whose brain is completely gone, and everybody knows it. We have Chinese nationals thus far, at least 100,000 coming across the southern border. People from uh, the enemies of our country from around the world now coming in over the, uh, the northern border. And you and I, all we can do right now is just sit here and watch it and get ready and get ready. That's what I'm doing. I'm getting ready for it. I'm, I'm protecting myself. I'm arming myself. I'm, I'm, I've got my groceries. I've got all this. I've got my friends and family. I've got my faith. And we're going to get through this. It's going to get nuts. It's going to get nuts. This is uh, Newt Gingrich uh, over the weekend talking about uh, what's going on in our country uh, with regard to the left. This is about their survival. This is literally the behavior of an entire system which understands that it's on the verge of being destroyed. Uh, they're looking at what happened. Yes, never forget, guys, the left is on the ropes right now. You think they're winning. They're not. They're grasping at straws. They're doing anything they can. They're fomenting and, and attempting to foment revolution in, in cities like New York, bought and paid for protests on college campuses around the country. They're grasping at anything they can to drag America into the hell that they've created. But we're not going. And in Italy, they're looking at what just happened this last week. In Argentina, there is a worldwide movement Boom. against left-wing radical socialist values again and again average everyday people are saying no we don't want this yeah we're we're done with it we're tired of not being able to uh receive what is promised life liberty pursuit of happiness all three of those have been jeopardized or trampled on or should i say tread upon by joe biden and this government it's hard to understand how the modern left somehow went through this permutation, this, this uh, almost mutant behavior, where they're now so radically isolated. It's because they stole an election and put in a, uh, a, a, a Manchurian candidate. Did I say that out loud? Losing African-Americans, they're losing Latinos. In the most recent poll, they're losing young Americans, they're losing Asian-Americans. Yeah. I mean, all the groups they thought they could count on are thinking, these guys are nuts. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, and I told you that 76% of us believe the country is going in the wrong direction. That's what I said. 76% of us can come together to save her. And, and I still believe that. I really, really do. I really, really do. 
Uh, here's one more uh, clip from uh, Newt Gingrich on how desperate the uh, Democrat left and uh, D.C. Uh, insiders have become. I think what you're seeing on the left is a desperation that's literally a survival function. We've never seen this. Maybe Movie vampires. The South in 1860. Yeah. But other than that, we have never seen this level of desperation in American politics. And it's going to get worse. Yeah, it is going to get worse, and I, I think Tucker Carlson actually uh, said this a few months back. Here's what he said, and, and I agree fully. When both of them were number two in their country. Oh, that is Joe Scarborough. I do not want Joe Scarborough, so I'm going to save that and come back. Uh, we've got much more to get to, including Denver schools. They, they have adopted a new language justice policy that is going to wreck children's ability to learn in schools. I'll explain that. And then also, uh, college grads are increasingly... Uh, without the skills that uh, that uh, uh, people who are hiring need. And so they're saying, hey, you don't need a degree anymore. That's good news. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. So you guys know that I uh, wrote for Rush Limbaugh for many years. And uh, brought comedy to his show. And um, a long time ago, uh, if you're a Gen Z member, I probably wrote this before you were born. And, and I noticed that there was a lot of, uh, uh, you know, war on Christmas. And, and if, for those of you who say, oh, there's no war on Christmas, you know, honestly, I don't have time for your nonsense. I proved it 30 years ago and continue to prove it. There's a, there's a war on Christmas like there's a war on capitalism. It's the same thing. It's the same leftist nonsense. They look at capitalism that is successful from what they are mired in, and they want to spread their misery. The same goes with people who hate Christmas. They hate our joy. They hate that we, uh, we believe in something bigger than the government. They hate it. And they've been doing it forever. And that's why I wrote this. This is something I did, I think, circa 1994. I wrote with a friend of mine. I wrote the entire thing myself. But a friend of mine named Rusty Humphreys put it together. And I think it's very timely about the war on Christmas. Or celebrating. So says the PC thought You have to be as miserable as they are. That's the rule. They're meaning to indict Christmas. This year the parents have no Parents rights. have no rights. May your school be free of red lights and keep all your Christmas from sun. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. And you know what I'm gonna do this year? I'm gonna put up a menorah. I am, I'm gonna put a menorah in my front window to support my brothers and sister in Israel. Let's go to Randall in Pacific Grove, California. Randall, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Uh, yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Yeah, howdy, partner. All right. I uh, want to say about the Macy Parade, just real quick, because I called for something else. 
Now, I think that if Charlie Brown hasn't grown a beard by now, they may have already turned into a trans-promoting parade. After all, wouldn't you rather be a hammer than a nail and turn into Lucy? Hey. Well, you know, I wouldn't have to worry about the football being pulled out anymore. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, that's probably why a lot of people want to change. Okay, now, uh, as far as Joe Scarborough, well, you know, uh, I would say after he spent so many years trying to impersonate Roy Rogers, I think he'll just reinvent himself. Yeah, he will. No, if they get a Republican president, he'll just rail on it and just be even more popular than ever. And you know what else? I've heard of soy boys before, but I call him a, a cowboy. Okay, I want to tell you what I'm grateful for. Okay. <laughs> I'm grateful this year that ever since the COVID, COVID malarkey, I have not taken no vax. I have not done no uh, doggone mandate, and I haven't got COVID, and I'm doing just fine. All right, all right. I made a decision, and I and I'm doing. That's what I'm grateful for. I didn't get okay. any of the mess. All right. Well, listen, Randall. I appreciate the phone call and your uh, stream of consciousness. It's uh, it's pretty remarkable. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Joe Scarborough over the weekend said that Joe Biden has 50 years of experience and uh, that that makes him the best president ever and much more uh, better equipped than Donald Trump. What he forgot to tell you is that Joe Biden has been a career bureaucrat his entire life and everything he's turned he's touched has turned into crap. It has. He's never made a right decision in his entire life. All he's done as a uh, member of Congress, as a vice president, is enrich his family. Everybody knows he has dementia, and Joe Scarborough is going to be out of a job when uh, Joe Biden no longer uh, is in the White House, which will happen probably sooner than later. Let's take a break. Last half hour of this here radio show right ahead. Craig, you're next. Stick around. It is a Rob Carson show. That is Chris Stapleton. He uh, he is awesome. I did get a chance to listen to a lot of music over the last week. Music is uh, amazing. It's amazing therapy. You know what else is really a great mate? Amazing therapy. Dogs. Dogs are amazing therapy. You know what isn't amazing therapy? Sometimes therapy. <laughs> So there is that. Let's go to Craig in New Mexico. Hello there, Craig. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hello, my friend Rob. How are you? I'm okay. What's going on? While you were on the way out there, and I just want to tell you, I went a a lot of prayers were heading your way, you and for you you. and your family. Thank you. And uh, of course, your mother-in-law. God bless them all. Um, Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I agree with you on the dogs. By the way, I have my retired military working dog with me, and his sister, who's a cadaver dog, and then I've got a new husky pup, and wow. they're all just lovely. You know, that's fantastic because we have a cadaver president. I had to throw that in there. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure she would alert to him every time he walked by. Said. Um, anyway, uh, yes, yes. Get back to your uh, X slash Twitter. I got kicked off for life. Or as they say in New York, for life, for my whole life, I get kicked off um, before even Trump. And it was because of Cuomo. I posted that Cuomo had blood on his hands for putting yeah. sick people into rest homes and causing more death. And I said he should take a long walk off a short pier. And they kicked me off. I was Captain Smack at three-tour vet because I did three, wow. three tours overseas. Wow. Um, 
They kicked me off for life and said I was, quote, inciting violence by saying you should take a long walk off a short pier. That is funny. Well, that's, you know, they got me because I said that a guy needed a beatdown for harassing uh, uh, peaceful uh, Israel protesters. And, uh, you know, and that's okay. You know, honestly, I'm, I'm used to it from, uh, from Twitter. I'm used for, to it from Facebook and YouTube. Uh, there are other ways to express yourself, and there are other ways that you can, uh, you can get the word out. I, I had a little bit more faith in Twitter because um, they were purchased, and I was able to actually express myself for the first time in a very long time on Twitter. This is the first time that I was booted off, and he only says to me that they're going to tighten things down. They're going to crank things down on conservatives uh, in the coming election year. So just be ready for it, Craig. Uh, but you've been kicked off for forever, so you don't have to worry about it. How do you cope without Twitter? You. Craig, I mean, how do you cope without Twitter? It's so important. <laughs> oh, Lord, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I think I'm not saying. Exactly. Anyway, yeah, it's it's just a shame, though, that those of us that, that put our rear end on the line for, for our Constitution and our Bill of Rights are divested of our First Amendment rights simply because we offend some far left wing man bun skinny jeans jerk, you know, <laughs> sitting in his mama's basement somewhere. That's fantastic. Craig, God bless you, bro. Have a great Christmas, okay? You too. God bless. All right, man. So I have been waiting to make this announcement for a very long time, and I'm talking about a couple of years. Omaha Steaks is a sponsor of my radio show. Omaha Steaks. Why is Omaha Steaks important to me? Oh, I'm from Omaha. I love steak. Very familiar uh, growing up in Omaha with the stockyards that were there at the turn of the last century. The beef industry across the middle uh, Midwest, grass-fed and corn-fed beef like you can't believe. It's absolutely amazing. And I've been bugging. I'm saying we got to get Omaha steaks on because I've been ordering Omaha steaks for years for my friends and family members. I just got, literally, I just got... <laughs> Some Omaha Steaks a couple weeks ago, and I get the word today, Omaha Steaks now an official sponsor of this radio program, and if you go to omahasteaks.com right now, Omaha uh, Steaks, and use promo code CARSON, save 50% site-wide. What? 50%. Omaha Steaks, the world's best beef, naturally aged for the ultimate in tenderness, juiciness, and flavor. This holiday season, skip the guesswork. Give the guaranteed perfection of Omaha Steaks. I'm going to tell you right now, there's nothing I would like better. Fruit basket, nuts and dried apricots, steak, 50% off, plus score an extra 30% off with promo code CARSON. Five generations of family-owned expertise means uncompromising quality. You can trust every steak, every entree, flash frozen, vacuum sealed, ready when you are, all backed by their unconditional 100% money-back guarantee. God bless steak. It is a glorious thing. It's one of the things that makes life living. And Omaha Steaks does it like nobody else. So save 50% off site-wide, plus score an extra $30 off with promo code CARSON. Omaha Steaks, omahasteaks.com, promo code CARSON, minimum order may be required. Welcome to Omaha Steaks. I've waited so long. I really have waited so long to add them as a sponsor. Welcome, Omaha. My hometown grew up in Neola, Iowa. After moving out of Omaha, have an appreciation for the glory, the glory that is, the dead cow. (sighs) I think I need a break. No, 
I'm not. Christmas fe- Christmas festival in Ashwaubenon, or no, not Lake Wobegon, Ashwaubenon, Wisconsin, is being criticized for two displays that have disturbed locals. Remember what I told you? People, uh, unhappy leftists hate Christmas because Christmas is joy, Christmas is purpose, Christmas is a lot of things that they just hate. The left is a miserable cabal of awful, awful, unhappy people. They want to spread unhappiness. That's why they want you to drive in a crappy electric car. That's why they want you to live in a crappy little house and eat crappy food and all of that. That's the left. They hate capitalism. They hate freedom. And they like to do things that, uh, well, there's a word I use. It starts with D. And it's, it's, uh, it's a shortening of the word Richard for people who uh, are miserable like these people. So the National Railroad Museum's Christmas Tree Festival features nearly 70 trees. Two of the trees from the Satanic Temple of Wisconsin and the Bay Area Council on Gender Diversity brought quite a track to the community. Look whose side they're on. Satanic Temple, Bay Area Council on Gender Diversity. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 1,000%. 1,000%. Local news reports said museum CEO Jacqueline Frank admitted several community members voiced their concern about the trees while others seemed pleased. The event highlighted inclusivity, even if it's Satan who has caused and reigned over the death of billions of people through his minions who go by the names Hitler, Stalin, Mao. Yeah. Christian pastor Luke Farrell of De Pere told Fox he asked the museum about the displays. He said Christians believe in free speech for all, but felt concern about the mixture of Christian and satanic themes. You see, leave the Christmas tree alone. It's not yours. Come up with your own stupid tradition instead of, instead of going after a Christmas tree. Just to be a D word for Richard. There I said it. Oh, my God. People get so upset when I say D word for Richard. Well, you know what? They're D words for Richard. What I think Christians need to do more is exercise their ability to allow these venues to have freedom, such as the National Railroad Museum, to host different ideologies and different groups that have different viewpoints. But recognize that Christians find these things to be offensive or definitely targeted them in terms of belittling their faith and how they celebrate the holidays. What I would do is tell the Railroad Museum to stick it. Yeah, stick it. How dare they? This is a slander. This is a malignment of a tradition of Christmas. It's people being D-words for Richard. The only reason they're doing it is to malign Christians for their holiday. And honestly, I'm kind of done with it. Come up with your own damn holiday. Go out and worship Satan. Do whatever you want to do. Draw a pentagram on the floor. Roll around in rooster blood. I don't give a crap what you do. Go to Target and go shopping. (laughs) Wow. In Illinois, the uh, Capitol Rotunda in 2021 featured an installation by the St. Titanic Temple's deity known as Baphomet, which was laid like a baby swaddling in the manger. There they are again being D-words for Richard. Again, again, again. In February, the Satanic Temple unveiled plans to open what it called the world's first religious abortion clinic, where it would offer abortion rituals. Well, there you go. Now you know who, in league, who's, who they're in league with. Now you know who the league is in uh, the, the left is in league with. It explained it right there. Transgender nonsense, abortion, and Satan. We are in a battle of good and evil. There is no doubt about that. It should be very, very clear to you at this point. It really should. 
People who bed down with those ideologies, the left's ideologies, open border, fentanyl coming in, uh, anti-Semitism, I can go on and on and on. They're evil. Transgenderism in children, puberty blockers, that's just evil. And if you don't recognize it, if you don't recognize it, you got to get some help. And I'm talking spiritual, not political. I'm talking spiritual. Because if you're down with it, if you're cool with a woman getting an abortion in nine months, or uh, a 12-year-old girl removing her, getting a hysterectomy, having her breasts removed so she's a walking asexual eunuch for the rest of her life, you need spiritual help, brother. You don't need uh, political help. You need spiritual help. Because I'm going to tell you, you're guaranteeing a place after your life, and it ain't going to be up there. <laughs> telling you, man. You know, and whatever you believe about the uh, the afterlife, you know. But I tend to think that, uh, you know, if you believe that for every uh, reaction uh, there is an equal and absolute, uh, every action there's an equal and opposite reaction, all of that negative is going to come down on you. All of that evil is going to come down on you. Traditional Christmas parties must be canceled in order to be more inclusive, says Diversity Group. Oh, hell no. Nah, do it anyway. Workplaces should forego their usual Christmas celebrations this year in order to ensure every employee feels included, a diversity group has said. Watch this space issued an advice on how to host a Christmas party that caters to all employees' tastes and beliefs. You know, I, I went gone to the, the last two um, holiday parties for Newsmax in New York, and they are wonderful. And, and I see a whole lot of Christmas trees and menorahs and, and uh, people wearing yarmulkes and people wearing Christmas sweaters and people who aren't even religious there. And you know how many people complain about it? Not one. Because all of that is made up. All of it is made up. Every damned bit of it. Every one who's benefited by red and green. Every one who said that Frosty the Snowman is a whatever. Every person who has chased a, a religious anything. Santa Claus out of schools. They do not believe it at all. It's all been based on a lie. There are a few people who step forward and pretend like they're hopelessly offended. And they never represent anybody. All of this. All of this anti-Christmas stuff is falderal. You know why I know that? Because people went out and spent ungodly amounts of money over the weekend. I'm not saying that's the reason. I'm just saying that nobody is being fooled by them. Christmas will not be erased. They can try all they want. You know what happens? We just get stronger in our faith. We just make the display bigger. That's what I'm doing this year. And let me tell you something right here. This is going to be a real hard, hard Christmas to be merry. It's going to be harder than any Christmas I've ever been through in my life. But by God, I am going to celebrate it. I'm going to celebrate it. I'm going to celebrate it bigger and better than ever. I'm going to put a wreath on the front of my damn Bronco. I'm going to drive around. I might even wear a Christmas sweater everywhere I go. And you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to put a, young, or a, uh, I'm going to put a uh, menorah in my front window. In front, of my, in front of the tree out in front that has a big yellow ribbon on it for the American hostages and a blue and white ribbon for the people of Israel. How about that? How about that? So for those who go around saying uh, Christmas is awful, uh, you know what? You can just uh, kiss my butt because I'm going to make it bigger than better than ever. 1,000%. 100,000 percent. All right. We're going to take a break and come back. I promise it'll be a little bit lighter for the last break. Well, no, I've got two more breaks. We'll be back. The number 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show.
yesterday I uh, went to uh, Sam's Club, and they had the uh, Norfolk Pines out. They're these little trees, you know, these little Norfolk Pines, and they're, uh, uh, they're just nice little trees. They look like a Christmas tree. And we had one for 15 years, and it, and it was like seven feet tall, and it died. So I, I went and got a Norfolk Pine yesterday to uh, you know, begin the Christmas season. And uh, it's going to be a tough one, but I'm going to celebrate it bigger than life. For uh, for a number of reasons, I think it's time for one of these. Stupid, 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 stupid people, people, people. Just plain stupid. Denver schools are going to adopt a language justice policy with the goal to support native languages. The Denver School District, among the first in the country to adopt a just language justice, is a long-term goal. The district would encourage non-English speaking students to be able to use their native language to learn, as opposed uh, to being uh, educated in English, which advocates say is oppressive and rooted in racism. Um, there are two things that unite us in this country: language and citizenry. That's it: language and citizenry. Uh, this is the dumbest bleeping idea I've ever heard. You know how I know this? Because my kids went to what's called an impacted school in Maryland, meaning that my daughter in fifth grade was reading at the third grade level. You know why? Because the school was filled with half kids who didn't speak English or spoke very limited English, and the rest of the school was dragged into the pits of hell. That's why. Denver schools had about 90,000 students in 2022 with 35,000 multicultural learners with home languages other than English. The district has 200 languages spoken across the district with Spanish as the home language for the majority. All right? So this language justice, uh, the notion of respecting every individual's fundamental language rights to be able to communicate, understand, and to be understood in the language in which they prefer and feel most articulate and powerful. Well, good luck getting a job speaking Pakistani. Good luck speaking Patois. Good luck speaking German in the United States exclusively. Good luck, because you're never going to have a job unless you work, I don't know, at a German sausage company. This is the most idiotic thing I've ever heard, and the people who are in charge of this need to be have their asses thrown completely out. What good is it going to know you to be able to speak Pashtun in this country? Pashtun or whatever the hell you call it. What, what good is it going to do you? It ain't going to do you any good. No good at all. It's so stupid. But listen to this. College graduates increasingly lack the job skills needed to succeed in the workplace, according to recent surveys. This means, to me, that higher education is headed for a a major beatdown. The uh, anti-Semitism that is rampant on campuses like Harvard and Columbia that's causing Jewish benefactors to pull their money. Now we know that nearly half of employees say college fails to prepare kids for a 9-to-5 workplace. Uh, 67% of 905 small business owners said four-year college graduates lack relevant skills that today's business community needs. So keep speaking that language and get that lesbian poetry degree because you're never going to have a good job or a career. And I hate to tell you this, you won't have a life. You'll just be an angry leftist the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh, we would hire someone with hands-on experience over someone that read it in a book. If you ain't got the skills, you ain't got the job. Oh, my God, I love this. Just 10% of small business owners in the Red Balloon survey said they prefer job candidates with college degrees. Red Balloon CEO Andre, uh, Andre Krapuchet attributes the trend to higher education focusing more on politics than workplace skills in recent years. I'm going to say this again. 
you should have no expectation that when you send your kid off to college, they should come back hating you and the country and becoming a radical leftist. And the day that happens, the first semester you're at the dinner table, you need to tell them, you start learning something that will benefit you in the workplace, or yon yon. It's two words. Yon yon. It's actually four words. You're on your own. I just say yon yon. Yon yon. I just bundled like Jake from State Farm. Yeah. The higher education system has worked itself out of a job by losing focus on the mission of preparing their students for their career. They become a non-factor, even a negative factor in helping job seekers find a job. Apple hires people who have college degrees and people who don't. So this is good news. This is good news because maybe uh, higher education is getting a much overdue spanking. And uh, for those of you who've been through, uh, you know, had kids who, uh, who have gone through this nonsense like me, uh, you, you understand it. Although there has been a change. The amazing thing happens when you do a conservative talk show and your kid comes back to live with you for a year. They have to listen every day. Yeah, and it changes them a little for the positive. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show today, guys. If you are, are experiencing loss this year, please check out my social media and uh, see the monologue today. Also, uh, it's on the podcast as well, newsmax.com slash listen. God bless you. God bless America, Israel. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. See you then.